Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm your host, Michael Dow, and with me tonight are Susan Timberlake. Hey there. And filling in for George Claxton is Stacey Cooney. Hello. Also host of uh, of the great show Evidence Base that just wrapped up. I don't love guns as much as George does. <laughs> yes. That's all few, right. I, I can cover for George on I was going to say, <laughs> few people do. <laughs> and, no, uh, wait. Stefan loves guns. We have that That's guns. true. I love guns. <laughs> I just don't have a gun. <laughs> and uh, uh, producer uh, Stefan is uh, filling in for Jonah Roberts on the uh, soundboard tonight. Doing my best. Yes. So... Um, yeah, before we get into talking about politics and things like that, I should just mention that we love to hear from our listeners. Uh, all of you. There are so many of you. We love to hear from each and every one of you. Um, and you can do that on Twitter, at CivilPoliticsFM. On Facebook, it's Facebook.com slash CivilPoliticsRadio. And you can email us, CivilPoliticsRadio at ValleyFreeRadio.org. Also, we have a website. That has recordings of uh, previous episodes of the show and other good stuff. And that is, quite simply, civilpoliticsradio.com. So, uh, I'd say I'd say the big news today, this week, is, is the stunning failure of the uh, Republicans in the House. Yes, Trump care appears to be down on the ropes for the moment. Oh, no, no, it's Ryan Care. Oh, Ryan. Well, it's oh, no, somebody wait, Care. Ryan said it was Trump Care. Trump said it was Ryan Care. Did you hear Elizabeth <laughs> Warren say that? He did it. No, he yeah. did it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they both didn't want the stinker. So. It's Republican Care. Oh, no, it's not. Oh. <laughs> no, it's not your Republican Care. Yeah. It is Republican Care. It's Freedom Caucus it's Care. It's Washington Republican yeah. Care. There wasn't a big enough majority in the Republicans to pass it, so and was that it 20... 36 votes short. Yeah, I just, like, I've, I find it... I, I mean, actually, I'm not surprised at all. I've seen this coming for years, and yet now that it's here, it's still just like, wow. Yeah. You guys really are just going to face plant firmly on this. 80 it times did. they've tried, they voted to repeal it. Exactly. And then they have the president and the Senate, and they can't, they can't pass it. So they passed it when it couldn't go anywhere. Right. Well, I loved what Paul Ryan exactly. said. Paul Ryan actually said that. He said, well, you know, going from being the minority to the minority opposition party to the majority, we're going to have some pitfalls. So, you know, this is just us rolling out the it, the learning how pinks. to govern it's hard <laughs> to govern yes and also i like that he said you know we've got people who are letting the perfect be the enemy of the good you can't necessarily get everything you want you've got to learn to compromise and work with each other and i was just thinking like you know 2008 2009 like obama and the democrats really went out of their way to try and make some kind of deal Right. With the Republican Party, with that, any Republicans, and none of them played, played the game. So, <coughs> yeah. So it's um. Is your mic on? Stefan? I, I think my. I mic's can hear on. him over the headphones. So yes. Oh, the lights my, just my not on. The light, tones are. Uh, <laughs> the lights broken. Yeah. The lights burned out. Oh, oh yes. Sorry. It's, it's always. It's I just worried because we get you know we wait for your comments so. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't wait so hard. Um, but. Oh, this are you still talking? <laughs> <laughs> Censorship. Uh, <laughs> this is this is kind of reminding. Well, it reminds me of two different things. One, it reminds me of um, 
back when I think it was after 2002, when which was the last time the Republicans held a majority in both houses of Congress and they held the presidency. And somebody made the point. No, didn't that it? it wasn't up to 2006, I think, wasn't it? Well, 2006 when, was when Democrats got the took House, it, took it back, started started oh, making inroads. Is but 2002 when the Democrats took the House or took the Senate? Yes, because oh, okay. there, um, if you remember, Jim Jeffords from Vermont, those, oh, those Vermont senators right. always shaking things up. Yeah. he had switched parties. It That's had been right. a a uh, 40 51. No, no, no. A 50-50 split, and he, he changed from Republican to Democrat, which That's gave right. the Democrats a, te- a temporary majority. Or but did he go to unenrolled? Did he go to I, whatever, I th- but he stopped caucusing. Yeah. With he stopped caucusing. Yeah, yeah the exactly. Republicans lost the vote. Oh, I had forgotten that, Snapper. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. Um, yeah, it, it's... But after that point, after 2002, they finally took, they took back the Senate, and somebody, I don't remember who it was, made the point that the... The Republicans had been talking for decades about what they could do if they took all three of those chambers, if they took the executive branch and both houses of Congress, which hadn't happened since the 20s at that right. point. And they and he Just said, "Just before 1929, am I right?" I yeah, think, something I, like that. Yeah. I think so. Um, like the, Her- the Hoover Indeed. administration, probably. But he said, essentially, you know, which now voted th- well. <laughs> now, the, now the bills come due. Now we we're going to see what they can do and. You know, in f- now we're seeing that bill come due again because it's it's a much more um, abbreviated time period. But yeah. since essentially since 2006 and certainly since 2008 when when President Obama was elected, they have been the opposition party. I mean, Paul Ryan is right, maybe you know unintentionally, candidly. Yeah. But it's easy to be the opposition party because all you have to do is say no. You own nothing and be, and, yeah. and be an oppositional force, which the House of, in both houses of Congress, you have a lot of ways to do that. Governing and formulating policy is very difficult because you have to draw together your coalition based on common beliefs. The Republican coalition right now is a coalition of the disaffected. They're the co- they're they're the coalition of people who have been unhappy with the way the policy is going. But that doesn't mean that they can cohere around an alternative. Or, or with the personnel. Or with the personnel, because, exactly. Because, I mean, you know, we've said this before. I've certainly said this before. Uh, I think in a lot of ways Barack Obama was the best Republican president we've had since Eisenhower. Absolutely. And, you know, like, like, a, like you know, Obamacare was originally a, a brainchild of the Heritage Foundation. That was the sort of the, the, the built into its DNA, like the basis of it. So, like... And instituted by the Romney administration, yeah. a Republican governor here in Massachusetts. Here in Massachusetts, yeah. Yeah. With, so, you know. with in with the insight of Kennedy, because Romney and Kennedy actually Kennedy stood up for when they signed it. You mean Senator Ted? Senator yeah. Ted. So yeah. he had a lot of influence in on peace. how it yeah. worked in Massachusetts. Yeah. And he had a lot of influence over how Obamacare went because he died just before they voted on it. But his yeah. his aides and everything had worked on it. In fact, they put in a senator when he died who kept all his staff because they were yeah. working on the health care right. thing. So it actually has a long legacy on both out of both parties. Yeah. And... Uh, Well, I think that one of the really important things that you always find in this uh, House and Senate that we have in modern times, especially when it comes to Republicans and Democrats, is that Republicans are much better at saying no and sticking to their guns, whereas Democrats are very easy to cave and to vote for the middle ground instead of sticking to their 
principles. And so I think that that's another thing that we're seeing here is that the really the people who are very conservative and don't think that the law is draconian enough are saying we won't vote for it unless it's more draconian. Or they may be saying that they just don't think it's a role for government, which is different than wanting to make it really draconian. It's sort of like saying it doesn't belong here. And, and they were There's going to the mat right. on it. Right. The, the, Either yeah. way, that's yeah. the right. thing, is that Republicans are much better at sticking to their principles. Right, yeah. the idea that, like, well, you know, yeah, government health you know, uh, Obamacare could help a lot of people, but government should be doing that, so the hell with them, you yeah. know? It's not the right role for government. It's, yeah. it's interesting because you have to be pretty hard-hearted to, to do something like that. But there are a lot yeah. of people in the world, especially who were elected recently, are just... Um, absolutists, you know, they really it doesn't oh, yeah. it doesn't matter the impact. It really matters the principle of the thing. And sometimes the judges are like that. Supreme Court yeah. justices are like that. They yeah. don't consider that it really creams you that they didn't decide your case a certain way. They're looking at the letter of the law, and yeah. that's so be it. Mm-hmm. So it's a you know it's a different um, mindset. Well, I wonder about the kinds of uh, voters who are electing people who who think it's a better to you know, limit the power of, gov- you know, limit the role of government in society and more people get sick and die, you know, like, But why? they don't think about that. That's no, the thing. No, it's the principle. Yeah, they're thinking about the uh, principle. You know, I mean, uh, th- we've seen over and over again recently how many people don't understand that the ACA and Obamacare are the same things, for instance. And so... And they're really mad. Right. <laughs> about one and not the other. Yeah. Exactly. Or I remember years ago... Um, Matt Tiabi went to um, oh, some of the early, yeah. early Tea Party rallies, and there were all of these people on scooters, and they were all holding up signs that said, you know, keep your hands off my Medicare, <laughs> yeah. Medicaid, and things like that. And, you know, they were all small government Tea Party people. Well, the reason they were all on scooters is because there had been a push to get people scooters through Medicaid. Yeah. yeah. And they just, there, there was a total disconnect. They had no idea what that had to do and with And the vendors being. drove it. They said, do you feel disabled? We'll, we'll help you get a scooter. Yeah. Sure. yeah. But the, the <laughs> fundamental disconnect between understanding that that had anything to do with them being tea partiers was just palpable. I mean, he was, he was shocked at how un, uh, self-reflective they were. And yeah. sometimes those folks are actually saying Medicare, not Medicaid, Medicare and Social Security are paid for people pay into those over their lifetime yeah. and so it's they feel entitled to it it's not an entitlement it's that they paid premiums towards well, it, it it's right. it's it's called an entitlement because that's the bookkeeping term for it yeah but you the know, Medi- i just like like because you know people talk about entitlements and it's like it's a it's an actuarial entitlement like you've paid in you're part of the system we have a deal now when the time comes for you to start pay- taking payments you are entitled to those. We yeah. have to honor that. Now, That's Medi- the idea. Medicaid and disability and all those are not the same kind of insurance plan. People get it who have never paid in. And that yeah. is a big deal for some people. Mm. So when the person who has Medicare or Social Security said, I, I earn this, yeah. they're really speaking to a different system than when you say entitlements and you put them all in the same box. So it's like, do you have an insurance policy or are you on the dole? And I'm, I'm doing that to make it um, you know, uh, more yeah. Re- yeah. reprehensible. Yeah. And so some of those folks are actually arguing, I'm not on the dole. I, I, I paid in. I paid my premiums. I bought long-term care. I bought Social yeah. Security. I bought blah, blah, blah. And I, I can see that. I mean, I understand that argument. 
I, I, I certainly can respect the, the basic logic of it, but then they complain about, like some of those same Tea Partiers would go to a march in Washington and they complain that there wasn't enough, there weren't enough subway cars laid on for them to get to the rally and whatnot. Yep. And it's like, well, what do you want? Do you want less government or do you want public transportation? Yeah. <laughs> and they don't realize the, yeah. the things that are impacted you know. by it. I think well, that that's the real issue is the lack of yeah. understanding of connections. Yeah, and and you know Medicare is still a government program. I mean, for all that it is something that's being paid for and they 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 paid in and they're owed, it's still the government doing it. So. Well, and this is part of the you, you're talking about Social Security, and you're right. Every, you know, yeah. every time you do taxes and every time you, every time you get a paycheck, your there social sec- <laughs> your your deductions are there. Yeah, yeah. Social Security. What what you know? What a coincidence that Social Security and Medicare, the two most popular government programs we have, yeah, are the two that are that pay as you go. Yeah, exactly. But let's be real: you're paying as you go for every government service. Nothing comes for free. I mean, you know, very few things. Yeah, everything else is in that big tax bracket. Well, Uh, right. What what if we you know what if your entire tax burden year to year was itemized like that and you actually got to see what your Bombs, dollars were paying for fifty dollars yeah exactly. <laughs> military yeah. budget versus the va budget Education. versus health and human services versus nasa versus the yeah. national endowment for the arts versus the national Endowment. yeah yeah, yeah. The, your 16 cents for the national endowment for yeah. the arts versus but that that i think is you know people when people can see on the line what they're paying for and what they're not their connection to sort of this you know the social contract becomes solidified and and they can you know what we're really talking about is is ignorance there's a there's a there's a knowledge disconnect here and when pete you know when when you when you can link people up with where their dollars are going and how that provides for them directly or indirectly they make rational choices i mean i'm the socialist talking (laughs) talking about free making free market choices but What I'm really—I that's mean, why I love the show. I know, I know, Sue. I know. Well, I'm making you very happy. You right know, now, I mean, I mean, that whole true. free market logic makes a lot of sense. Like, it makes whenever, sense when whenever the constraints you can apply, are, in pra- right. are in place that allow it to be a purely functioning thing. Right. And when you actually, yeah. when a, when a market applies, then then it makes sense. Uh, and that's part of we talked about this with healthcare before. Like, because healthcare isn't something you can opt out of, really. It's like, nah, I'll just, I'll just let this heart disease get worse. You know, I don't. People actually do. Exactly. I was say, people actually <laughs> well, do have to do that in this country. All right, no, but I mean, but I mean, like, like they don't necessarily want to. Too. The, you know, the people who are sort of like, meh. So it's cancer. How bad could it get? I'll be fine. I'm not going to go <laughs> see a doctor. Like, like if you really want to go that road. Okay, but otherwise, if you want healthcare, somebody's got to pay for it, and you're going to need it. split to... wood for two hours in a stretch. <laughs> I can beat cancer back. Yeah. Well, one right. of the other headlines I saw was that you're more likely in the current uh, short-form bill to be able to get aromatherapy paid for than chemotherapy. No. What? And I'm not sure. I only saw the headlines, but so the I don't want to say yeah, they probably specifically amend- that that's true, but... You know, and that's the problem. I, I mean, I'm, that's I'm so <laughs> dubious, but coming well, coming from the the science side of it is that you know the problem is is that a lot of alternative therapies that's their real hook is that they're a lot cheaper yeah. than conventional oh, yeah. medicine, mm-hmm. 
And so, you know, and especially since you've got powerful senators who are in the uh, pocket of... Big Aroma? Well, actually, (laughs) I was going to say Big Pharma, which is tied to Big Supplement, uh, Orrin Hatch, for instance. Oh, you mean like herbal supplements and things that aren't regulated? Yes. Because they make make big money on those, don't they? Oh, yes. I I always laugh when people who take herbal supplements talk about Big Pharma. (laughs) It makes me laugh because it's so... It's much bigger pharma. Oh, it's so big and it's so unregulated and they're just... They're just making money hand over fist. They don't even have to have active ingredients. They can just give you a pill full of sawdust yeah. for $15. Yeah, I think somebody's trying to start testing that, them so that, that it actually yeah, shows that, that what's in there. That's is true. Pizza. I don't think they're necessarily legally required. I mean, like, I think there are truth in labeling laws that yeah, would still says apply. Yeah, this has not been proven to either treat or something. Some, there's a disclaimer. Right. Well, the the right. FTC <laughs> has just recently started cracking down. But, yeah. I, but I mean, if, if they say, like, this is, issue. you know, this is a garlic pill and it's not actually garlic, you know, if it's whatever, you know, if it's like this is this pill is pure oregano and it's actually just sawdust or whatever. Like There isn't said. a lot of testing. There's there's sure. actually. There's but I mean, if they be, don't if they don't get caught, you know, like oh, it's the, still fraud because they're still saying like this is X and it is not X. But and, and the but they're not breaking one. But the, yeah, they're not breaking medical laws. It's not like here have some actual aspirin and it's not. And you're like, oh, but this is not actually the drug I paid for. Yeah. That's that's a different thing. Yeah, it's sort of like when you buy a swordfish and it turns out it's some other item yeah it's more on the food side than the but the the one that's for your memory they just scallops oh yes sea skate yeah wait scallops or shellfish skater not shellfish. no they punch holes out of them and to make them look like you mean like cookie cutters Yeah, yeah yeah they're not really a lot of things aren't scallops they're they're substituted for the cheaper Oh. But the the but jellyfish <laughs> cure for memory recently came out that this actually doesn't contain any and it hasn't been proven. Then I oh forget yeah. what it's called, Prevalin or Prevalin. Oh, you mean it doesn't actually have any jellyfish? Uh, I it, it it may have some jellyfish, but not the item that was proven to be effective in memory or the item that was proven to be effective in memory isn't or I forget what it was but mm. it's hugely promoted it's like $60 a bottle and you know for anybody that has dementia or anything in their family you know oh god it's it's like the go-to herbal <laughs> does it like say a jellyfish never forgets on yes, the, on the yes bottle? yeah and it makes the jellyfish <laughs> look like a pachyderm oh oh <laughs> Well, anyways, I don't mean to derail our uh, discussion <laughs> our of derailing. politics. Yeah. So did you see the picture of all the men at the subcommittee that were discussing what benefits behind closed door were going to be in and out of the health care bill? The uh, Reuters had it. I, one sec. I just want to mention, this is civil politics here on Valley Free Radio. <laughs> uh, I didn't see that picture. Could you tell me more about yeah, it? Yeah, it's Reuters, and it's probably 50 gray-haired men with Wire rim glasses, sure. sitting around White. tables, white men. Well, sitting around tables I, as 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 is appropriate. We should <laughs> be ruling the world, and that was us doing so. Yeah. What's the problem, you say? So Reuters or BBC, I sent it out as a link. Hopefully, John will pick it up later. But um, mm. it's it's uh, I think it was the BBC that showed it. it was all the Americans work oh, on health care? It's all over the place now because yeah. I saw it earlier today. So, on the so Facebook posting blogs. it now on the Facebook. So a, a, a whole bunch of old guys were talking about. Oh, they were talking about all aspects of healthcare, including things like reproductive health, weren't they? No, they were specifically talking about uh, maternity uh, coverage. I do believe which that they that needed to eliminate to get the yeah they wanted down. to eliminate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was sort of eye opening, like when they were talking about Stefan has it. He's you know, posting three it or four now years ago. Speak. So, um, Sue, <laughs> Stacy, I was just wondering. Uh, 
Would you guys like to have a quick sort of discussion panel on uh, the ways we should treat and fund research into prostate cancer? <laughs> Maybe make some policy on that? I like the uh, bills that say that if you want to get Viagra, you have to get a permission from your wife or partner. <laughs> that's my favorite, personally. Um, that's uh -oh. my favorite bit of legislation. Feminist strike back. <laughs> I'm, I, I think that's entirely legit. Uh, I really do. But it is. A, it is yeah. I mean, I'm sure they had no idea. They just convened the most powerful men that were working on this who are all Republicans. And there yeah. they are around the table. So yeah. it's, well, of it's course, priceless. Um, and they pulled the vote, so... Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter at this it point. It reminds me of all those um, all-male uh, congressional uh, committees who were debating abortion in the exactly. 70s and yeah. 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, and more recently. The other day, <laughs> and just the other day. Yeah, yeah, when Obama was, when they were working on Obamacare, that's yeah. right. Yeah, they well, it also that. reminds me of the woman in Hawaii who just, the representative in Hawaii who just decided that she's going to leave the Republican Party. Because she was basically, um, she was an upcoming, you know, she was an an Asian woman Republican. So of course she was. Yeah, in their state assembly, be, I think, yep, and to be was an actually upcoming, a, you know, mover like an and shaker. Important person in their in their in their Republican caucus there, I but think. But because she was not able to pretend that Trump was a valid candidate for anything. Oh, she switched because of Trump. Well, no, she switched because basically being they, against Trump, the rest of her, her caucus basically shut her out. They, yeah, they ostracized oh, her. They ostracized okay. her. And yep. so she's she actually had a great statement. She's like, well, you know what? I think that the Democrats, at least in Hawaii, seem to have a big enough tent and to be willing enough to actually want to get things done that I think I'll be perfectly able to caucus with them. Yeah. And yeah. uh, so it was very interesting because, I mean, it couldn't have been worse uh, as Optics. far as yeah. an optic <laughs> yeah. that you've driven a Asian <laughs> woman out of your party. Well, I mean, especially in Hawaii. Exactly. And, you know, Republicans feel really strongly that twofers are really good to have because then you don't have to have an Asian person exactly. and a woman you can have just one or a black person and a woman you have a black woman and it and it sort of mm -hmm. so you have less votes but you get you get coverage for both um, of the never mind yeah, no, I, yeah, <laughs> so no, I know that cynicism. You, you but, have uh, a diversity quota, and you want to meet it most efficiently. It's yeah. very Republican. With as you know. few like, people other than white men as you can. Yeah, you know? exactly. exactly. Yeah, it's, uh, so in other words, get all women uh, women who are also people of color. And two then, first, yeah. And then, uh, all the, then the white dudes. and yeah. yeah, but you still have... You know, make sure you have more white dudes than anybody else. Cause exactly, that way they can, precisely. Yeah. And I shouldn't say that, but that's you know, how it goes. And then, of course, the next step is, of course, profit. Profit, yes, and then profit. I thought the next step was we went to the golf course and hung out for a while and had the caddies carry our Only bags. on Wednesdays. That's oh. just, that, those are just question marks. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. number three, and then this step four is profit. Yeah. Actually, while we're on feminism, um, I'm going to go way back to the 70s, and the argument that was made when I was in college, and Jermaine Greer was around in the feminine mystique, was that men cannot have children. True. And they are so jealous and hateful about it that they have to control other things because mm -hmm. they are so they come up so short with not being able to carry 
you know, babies. Huh. And it was just, it's just an interesting argument, but it was actually a real argument at the time that that's yeah. why men are behaving the way they're behaving. I think that was sort of the re- rebuttal to penis envy from Freud's Oh, but theory. babies are much more exciting. Uh-huh. Than, Wasn't mind. that Gloria Steinem who said that <laughs> if men could have children, abortion would be a sacrament? Yeah. 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 Yes. But that's sort of, when you see a group of men sitting around a table discussing sort of, yeah. you know, maternal health issues, you do have the sense that there's some there's some secret society and jealousy going on because it just isn't a normal, you know, it isn't a normal way that I, people would have a discussion. So I, I agree. Well, yeah. I think that um, one of the things that might also be going on there is the issue of the Republican Party and its proclivity to be more religious. Um, one of the stories I talked about tonight briefly was about um, French students were, uh, it's a sort of a poorly designed test, but nonetheless, they asked them basically, what do you think of the statement that women should only be uh, basically mothers and wives and whether or not you agreed or disagreed with that? And they were looking at things like how much time they played spending video games to see if that Correlated correlated to sexism. But what they found was that it was actually three times more likely to be correlative with religiosity than it was with anything else. Of any kind. These were French people, you said? These were French people, so it's not directly um, applicable. Because they tend to be more secular. France is a more secular culture, so if they're more religious, that means they're more likely to be conservative Catholics than anything else. Or conservative Muslims. Right. Well, there aren't. Still, the b- religious people in, in, in France are much more likely to be Catholic than anything else. But yeah, it's, uh, uh, um, it's there isn't in in Europe. I mean, I, it's amazing to me to realize because I, I, growing up, I just heard about r- religiosity from, you know, Bible thumpers like Jerry Falwell or Pat Robertson or whatever, you know, people who just made my skin crawl. But like uh, there's, you know, there are solid there's a solid contingent of Christians in this country who are left-wingers you know who are socialist Mm -hmm. radicals or whatever and who have a totally different view about how what it means to be religious and political and i just don't think there's there's anybody like that in europe really is there um well i mean i think that in england there are certainly a lot of people who are nominally religious and also left-wing but england is a special case because england basically it's a pretty much a well uh it's pretty much an open secret that pretty much at least half of congregations don't actually believe in God, including often the vicar. Um, Really? (laughs) Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The English are very notorious for going to church because they enjoy picnics and uh, fellowship more than anything else. And, and, you know... That's true in Northampton here, too. I think there's a lot of people, it's a social... And and the C of E has some great physical plant, you know? I mean, like... (laughs) It's like, oh, well, I suppose oh, I could Church go to of Ch- England. Yeah, yes. the Church of England. It's like, well, you know, we've got this nice cathedral. We might as well go, <laughs> you know. That's actually been, um, oh, I can't remember who this was. If I find it, I'll post it on Facebook. But th- somebody was um, opining that that's what we're seeing with Christian evangelicals in this country as well, is that it's it's not so much um, that the test for identity is no longer the subset of beliefs it's not it's not a checklist of belief and policy it's more it's it's an identity it's it's essentially it's a pure identity group do you fit this kind of social religious 
racial cultural subset. It's a subculture. It is. Yeah. Okay. And that's why you a saw subculture. <laughs> and that's oh, and that's why you saw evangelicals. That's coming up at eight o'clock. <laughs> yes, it is. Stay tuned. But that that's why you saw evangelicals line up against uh, around Trump in this election, even though. Trump is not an evangelical. Uh, His history and lifestyle are strongly antithetical to a lot of Christian evangelical values. They ev- Christian evangelicals, in some cases, voted against him in many states, but they lined up in the in the general against Senator Clinton or Secretary, uh, Secretary Clinton. Thank you. Yeah. Um, it's because they're starting to act as an identity group in ways that they hadn't before. Oh, that's so. interesting. Well, I think there's a really interesting. Um, Again, an, an interesting um, theory that some people have actually put forth and I've actually done some interviews that support this idea is that there's actually a subset of really devout evangelicals who voted for Trump because they're really interested in kicking off the apocalypse and they think that having such a terrible person be president is a great way of <laughs> lighting the fuse. <laughs> Yeah, wow. absolutely. And, and you know, there's been research that people have actually said, oh, yeah, that's why I voted for him. I'm done with this world. Let's be done with it. So. Yeah, well, I've certainly heard about uh, evangelicals supporting Israel for, for the same reason. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we're going to take a short break in just a moment here, but uh, we will be back to talk about more. Maybe there's more to say about health care and and. Gosh, you know, there's there's uh, the president being investigated for ties, his campaign's ties to Russia and whatnot. There's a lot going on still that we should probably touch on. So um, so we're going to take a short break now, uh, play a couple of PSAs and station promos and other announcements. Um, but we'll be back shortly. This is Civil Politics here on, on Valley Free Radio. Don't go away. We'll be right back. The Forbes Library staff would like to remind you of the incredible resource that you have in your local public library. We have tens of thousands of books for you to check out, music CDs, movies, newspapers from around the region, the state, and the country. We have a wide variety of magazines and free computer and internet access every day. We also have our incredible reference services there to help you answer particularly vexing problems. All of this is free, locally available at 20 West Street in Northampton. So come by and check us out in person or at www.forbeslibrary.org or call 587-1011 for more information. Sundays at 10 a.m., WXOJ's radio show, Occupy the Airwaves, has the latest news from the occupation movement, locally, regionally, nationally, and around the planet. Tune in at 103.3 FM or webcasting at www.valleyfreeradio.org. Blogging at occupytheairwaves.wordpress.com. Listeners can call into the show at 413-585-1033. You spin me right round, baby, right round. Tune in to Subculture, the best in new wave, electro, dance, indie pop, and funk music. Friday nights from 8 to 10 here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJ 103.3 FM. 
Yeah. I don't believe in guns. I just don't have a gun. <laughs> oh, that clip. So uh, we're back with uh, Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP, 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. Uh, I'm still joined by uh, Stacy Cooney. Hello. Sue Timberlake and <laughs> uh, Stefan Ward-Wheaton. Beep, boop, beep. <laughs> Our executive producer. <laughs> Who may actually be a robot. He We're speaks, not sure. He speaks I'm, in I'm code. I'm working that out. I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> Have you learned how to forget? That's what's important. <laughs> yeah. I do dream of uh, electric sheep sometimes. Oh, so. neat. Um, well, who doesn't? So um, uh, is there more you guys want to want to touch on with this uh collapse of the uh or this embarrassing uh, failure of the republican caucus in the house to uh actually get anything done next step i can tell you what they're planning to do if you want to know yeah because <laughs> i listen to C-Span deal us today. in sue yeah. yes so, I actually yep so here's <laughs> what paul ryan said he said okay we're not we're not voting on this again we're done this is it we're yep. going to go on to taxes they're going to leave this behind right as a loss okay and um, it's up to the secretary of HHS to stabilize the existing Obamacare, which means they're going to have to introduce some things to fix, you know, what they broke, which is taking yeah. out the cross subsidies and all that. So yeah. we'll see if right. Dr. Price actually does that. But they basically said we're not we're not this was it. Either we voted today and it was done or we're or we're moving on. Assuming Price, you know, isn't somehow brought down by the investigations into his insider trading. Yeah. Oh, joy. That incidentally, what I've heard, and I don't know if this is true, but the uh, mm-hmm. U.S. attorney, Preet Bahara, who was very prominently oh, in New York. fired, yeah. yes, yes. Uh, after he refused to talk to the Trump administration, to talk to, to President Trump directly because he hadn't received ongoing permission, in, yeah, ongoing yeah. investigations, <laughs> was that apparently he's been looking into malfeasance, uh, uh, insider trading, and, and uh, uh, so forth uh, by... Tom Price, who was, you and know. And somebody else, too, I think. I forget yeah, but Tom Price was at the time a, a, a congressman who's now the head of HHS. And, um, and I also understand that Mr. Bahara has since been hired by the New York State Attorney General's office to continue such investigations oh, for well them. Oh, well done, Bloomberg, or whatever your name is. Oh, yes. no, um, who's, who's the governor now? Uh, Andrew Cuomo. 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 Yes, has his, his eyes on the, the ring. I know. Yeah, I think yeah. so. And we said before, I just want to remind people that it was perfectly legal at one time for Congress yeah. to do insider trading, that that was actually, they exempted themselves from the law. Yeah. And then it did. changed. And I guess he got, he was not, he didn't get a chair when the music stopped, so. <laughs> right. He didn't get the memo. Well, but that, <laughs> cha- out that day that yeah. change happened a while ago. And Not that long ago, Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi, all of them were making. I shouldn't even pick on the Democrats. They all that's how oh, they yeah, made no, their no, money. No, no, no. But oh, I'm just yeah, saying no, this is something definitely. Tom Price did last year. Yeah, was it last year? Yeah. Oh. Was <laughs> he a congressman last year? It was. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's the point. He went from Congress to head of HHS. Yeah. So. Well, I think the only other thing which I is health have and human is, services is so. some giggling. Uh, so maybe we could move on. <laughs> just rub my nose in it. Yeah. No, not your nose. <laughs> yeah. Mostly yeah. just Paul Ryan's. Yeah. It was glorious to see him have to say that, you know, he failed. Well, yeah. and, you know, I think Trump really relishes in sorting that out of who can perform and who can't. And so it, he often puts people in a position where you fish or cut bait. And I think he just I think he just dealt Paul Ryan. I don't think Paul Ryan even realized he just got dealt the yeah. way he got dealt. Oh, yeah. That yeah. will be interesting to see how that plays out, if yeah. what you're saying, Sue, is true. Because yeah. 
if you're running, uh, you know, if you're sort of running a tripartite government between the, the president, if he has his party in both houses of Congress in the majority, he needs to keep those people close. So if he's taking that kind of top down strat, because Paul Ryan's not his employee. This nope. is not a business. Oh, and he was really and awful to Trump during the primaries and everything. I mean, he was. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he oh, yeah. was glowing in his yeah. praise for him today. I heard him. He was saying, like, yeah. the president did a fantastic job. He went, you know, he, you know, he, 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 he went, you know, above and beyond. Yeah, I can't remember exactly yeah. what he said, but he used a lot yeah. of laudatory metaphors and so forth. Yeah, but I think Paul Ryan was exposed for the person, just like Boehner. He couldn't do it. He couldn't yeah. do yeah. the job of speaker. Well, that's the thing that I think I is think most uh, sort of fills me with schadenfreude is the idea that you know this whole time they've been talking up paul ryan as this policy wonk who knows what to do and is going to be the savior and he just (laughs) has fallen on his face time and time again yeah Yeah. Yeah, well, and it wasn't particularly good policy either. Yeah, so they shouldn't have started with health care. They should have started with something. they. W- but that's what they were... Ru- this is what drives me nuts is <laughs> they Obamacare was President Obama's signature domestic achievement. And that has been... that. That's what they've been boxing against. Since 2010. In, since 2010. And this is their bite at the apple. I mean, are they really not going to come back to this? It beca- I mean, not till I, I know they that's two the or three things. Yeah, and maybe they're just saying, you know, I'm, I'm going to be interested to see how that plays with the base in 2018. But yeah. the thing is, is that they've been doing it since 2010, and they never came up with a solution. They they've had all of these false starts that they never actually sat down and said, "Well, if we get in, what are we going to do?" All of this has been done in the last, you know. The, at the last Since minute. Since Trump became president. Yeah. It's the, right. That's the reason that, you know, it did it failed miserably because they didn't actually think about it. And that's the thing that gets, I literally cannot understand that. Think how much that. money's you, going to all those salaries to, yeah. to have them do this stuff. And they didn't do the, they didn't do the homework. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the whole thing about the last few years is that they were literally doing nothing. They literally were sitting around saying no. Yeah. No. I no. turn on C-SPAN 11 o'clock some nights, and they're still meeting. It's amazing. I've never seen them work this hard. <laughs> <laughs> but they're not getting anything done. Yeah. No, they really didn't get this done. So, But uh, Paul Ryan said, for the foreseeable future, it's Obamacare is, is the law of the land. Well, I think that a lot of people yeah. will go to sleep a lot happier tonight. I think so, too. I yeah. think that it was, uh, you know. So I'll be interested. To s- we'll have to pay attention you know, like we, uh, we don't want to sort of focus solely or too much on like the the horse race and the partisan battles and so forth. But at the same time, like it does matter which political party is. An episode is over. Calling the shots. Yeah, this episode is over, and we'll see in future episodes. Uh, <laughs> tune in next season. <laughs> see if, how our heroes get out of the. Yeah. Well, uh, just to see how how this plays out. I mean, how is this going to play with you know the electorate? Are people going to go? say like well okay or you know like like the people who are who are advocating for the republicans to make this change and voted for people like paul ryan in part because they wanted to see a repeal of the affordable care act insurance companies were helping them by pulling out and raising premiums i mean they were helping to push the thing over the cliff so uh, so like so this has happened and are they going to say like well sure they completely blew it but i still hate democrats so i'm going to vote for a republican anyways i mean yeah. I, I would be really curious what to see people how this do. goes. Yeah. You know, and again, this is, uh, again, going back to something I've said here in the past, like, the, like a big part of sort of the 
the logic of how the Democrats have operated over in the past 10, 15 years has been the idea that, like, if we govern well, people will go, hey, they're governing well. We should vote for them again and have them keep doing it. And that has not been borne out. You have to no. run it for but, office. You have to have big headlines and show people what you... Do you know what I mean? It's a show. It's right. A, it's so, a, so, it's but, not just doing good deeds. So I wonder how this is going to play, how this is going to play, because, I mean, the Democrats can say, like, okay, so when we were governing... Look at all we did for you. The Republicans are governing, and they can't even do this. Well, I think that unfortunately, though, what politics bears out is that people are almost always going to vote for the incumbent, regardless. And that's just If things are going okay. Even if things aren't going okay. I mean, think about the times when people have been doing terrible jobs and yet we still see them get reelected and everybody sits around and talks about how did people put this person back into office oh, i hate congress but not my congressman my exactly. congressman like, does like a good Chuck job wrangle yeah i mean this is this is not just about republicans this is democrats republicans it's an inertia to the system but exactly. I, yeah. I think trump got in because people were scared I think that's part of what happened. Well, and people didn't show up either. This yeah. is, and Mike, what you're saying is if you have a choice between a, a Republican you hate and a Democrat is the alternative who you maybe aren't comfortable with or, the vi- or vice versa, what a lot of people do is they just don't show up. And we yeah. saw that in this last, last yeah. election. There wasn't so much that there was cross-party voting to a great extent. It was that a lot of the Democratic base didn't show up. Well, they thought she was going to win, so they didn't have to. Well, a bunch of people... That also does I mean, there And a lot of Republicans didn't show up for Trump either. But it just so happened... I mean, he he almost... I I come back to it again. He basically won on a fluke. He lost... He didn't even get the most votes. He happened to get the most votes in these... The right states. In the right states. Three million less votes. Yeah, 63 million to 66 million for Hillary. So and also wait yeah. before we go on because I don't no, want to let not, this we're stand. We're not going on. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh oh. I, I, I want to say that um, I disagree with Sue on a very important point, which is that I absolutely positively will go to my grave believing that Trump was elected because people in this country are deeply racist and they just don't admit it until they're in the ballot box. I I disagree. I think it's because people in this country are deeply sexist. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> I think it's because people are homophobic, darn it. And I'm going with that. What are you but. saying about Hillary? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm saying her shoes look awfully comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Don't they? Yes. Yeah, and women with comfortable shoes. Is, well, who is that comic that said that? I can't remember. His that. name. Uh, uh, who passed away? Who George will? Carlin, was it? No, the, um, Mor- Mork and Mindy. Oh, Robin Williams. Yeah, he yeah, said yeah. that. Oh, comfortable shoes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I... I can't tell you why he won. I just think there are a lot of disenfranchised people that kind of did just throw gasoline on and light a yeah. match. And they want yeah. something to happen. And um, what was it? Um, Virginia just voted to support his travel ban. And so it's probably Some gonna, court in Virginia was yes. like, no, this is fine. But Yeah, so it's going to go to the Supreme Court, I think. But that kind well, of... That'll be fascinating. They want to see... People want to see the, you know, the Romans being eaten by the lions. I mean, the, I mean, the Christians being eaten by the lions. Let, let's not talk about comparisons with the Roman Empire, because that's just going to depress me. Oh, sorry. But that actually is a great segue, Sue, to <laughs> maybe in the last uh, quarter hour we can segue into talking about uh, things like Neil Gorsuch. Hey, <gasps> hey, 
Hey, Stacy, this is my show. I do the same <laughs> guys here. Yeah. And this is civil politics here on Valley Free Radio. But hey, that's a great idea. Hey, Sue, what do you think about maybe we should talk about Neil Gorsuch? You know, I love your ideas, Mike. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you sound a lot like Paul Ryan there, Sue. <laughs> My feminist pin is burning into my soul right now. I'm going to get slapped. I think mine just sort of corroded and fell off my chest. In my youth, I I fixed a piece of equipment, you know, like, I fixed a piece of equipment because I'm very mechanical. And the vice president turned to the male PhD and said, that's great, you just fixed that, it's running now. Right in front of me. I couldn't believe it. No. Yeah, right in front of me. Oh, my God. And the PhD, who was my boss, looked at me and said, Yes, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> it was, but it is. Wow. It's, it's um. What do you, I don't know what that's called, but whatever it is, it's it's alive and well and uh, uh, <laughs> dumbassery, maybe rank sexism. Uh, probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They don't even hear it. People don't even hear it. It's amazing I, sometimes. It, it yeah, is. Yeah. yeah. So that was fun. Anyway, so Gorsuch, huh, Stace? Yes. I, I would just like to, to talk about the the bipartisan appeal of saying that one of his rulings was ridiculous on the face of it. And it brought together both conservatives and Democrats oh. on the Supreme oh, Judicial Court. Oh, you mean the eight to nothing rebuke of his... <laughs> No, it's a different decision. He made no. a decision, and the entire Supreme Court actually uh, overturned it during his testimony. Yes. And I he was testifying was. on it, right? And they, somebody asked him about yeah, it yeah. or something. And, of course, he just said, well, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> because that basically is his his shtick is to be as bland as humanly possible. And to, and to re- refuse to talk about any of the things, even the cases he's decided. But basically what it I was. I thought they could talk about the ones they decided. Oh, they totally can. They can. He just he refuses just, to do so. Oh. In fact, there's nothing legally preventing them from commenting on, you know, like, oh, this case is before the Supreme Court right now. And here's what I think they should do. He can do that. I understand why they don't for a variety of reasons. Because he himself of it. Right. Well, yeah. and, and I mean, you know, like it's it's a sensitive issue and he's not on the court yet. And I understand like yes, that. Heard the arguments. But I mean, yeah. to, to, to say like, well, I can't talk about this court decision that I made five years ago that I wrote a 10 page opinion for. No, I can't talk about that. <laughs> you know. Well, and I love <laughs> what it was is basically the case was that there was a student who was, I believe, autistic. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, yes. Uh-huh. Um, and he sued oh, his minimus. parents' yep. school. This is under the board. IDEA Act, the Independent something. Uh, yeah, I can't Students remember. Students with Disabilities. Individuals like, with Disabilities Education, education Act. Access Act. Yep. Yep. And so basically the idea is that if you have kids who have disabilities, you have to give them a fair playing field in order to get an education. And basically what he ruled was that as long as... As the school did just above the minimum of what would be considered actually acting, as long as they did something that actually was like acting, then they didn't have to do anything right. else. So, so long as they did Wouldn't something, be evaluated. Well, yeah. so, so as long as it did something and it showed like, oh, it actually helped a little, then like it, the kid's actually showing some improvement, then that's good enough. The idea that like like you might expect a, a a child with disabilities to be able to progress at the same rate and meet the same milestones as a student who doesn't have disabilities it's like well that's too much to ask really that's too much to expect of a school system it's like saying well you know we put a ramp outside so that the handicapped student could get in 
but nobody said we had to be able to they had to be able to get to the second or third floor classrooms yeah well, and we didn't shovel it because we yeah. don't have enough manpower and nobody exactly. said it actually had to connect to the school right <laughs> but there's a ramp <laughs> he i i think his claim gorsuch's claim that was that he was um his interpretation of that case of that case was um restricted by a previous circuit court decision um, that had interpreted the IDEA Act very narrowly. But, I mean, under the circumstances, it's it's not, it ain't a great look, Neil. No. Like, Although if he does that with uh, Roe v. Wade, he won't overturn it because he'll be hamstrung by the previous cases, right? Right. Well, that's also, that's been the tradition on the Supreme Court, right, is that they're very loath to straight up overturn as opposed to modifying or sculpting previous court decisions circuit courts i feel like there's more leeway they're there. supposed to create the case yeah exactly yeah. that's so yeah. and get slapped back by the supreme yeah. there's a reason why you have precedent that gets overturned yeah yeah because sometimes it's bad precedent. they're bad <laughs> precedences <laughs> right. exactly and there would be no new legal opinion if it was just precedence all the way down. Paging Dred Scott. Paging <laughs> Dred <Yeah>. Scott. <laughs> Bueller. Yes, Bueller. exactly. So do you think Schumer just said today, Chuck Schumer, Democrat from New York, said that they are going to filibuster him and nobody lined up behind him. Of course So not. do you think... Well, Schumer said he'd filibuster, I think. Yeah, that's what I just said. That Schumer oh, did, but oh, no, nobody lined up behind oh, Schumer. Okay, when you said they, you meant, you meant he will, and nobody else was said, yes, we're right with you, Chuck. He said they will, and then nobody yeah. was behind I think, him. I think he knocked them over on his way to the microphone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, well, that could be. So do you think, do you guys think that they should filibuster him, or what should they do because he's clearly looking like he's going to get i don't think confirmed. he's confirmed uh, well all right i'm going to go first then stacy <laughs> sorry I, I was taking your role as oh that's fine it was a fine. rhetorical question I'm, I, I don't mind being superfluous um <laughs> to, to, to me in a nutshell um i think that uh i i don't think judge gorsuch actually is really impressing me as a jurist i mean like not just that decision that you were talking about, Stacy, but also the one with like the trucker who was basically Judge Gorsuch said like, well, you know, he should have either risked the lives of other people on the road or allowed himself to freeze to death. And a company that said, you know, that, that the company that fired him for refusing to do either of those things, you know, was entirely in the right. Um, I, that, that's exactly the kind of like just bullheaded stupidity that I don't think has any place in the American judicial system. Um, but also... Uh, not to throw a hissy fit, but honestly, you know, like, how can we be having, how can we allow uh, Neil Gorsuch to be on the court when, A, you know, the Republicans refuse to let uh, uh, Merrick Garland even have a hearing? Two wrongs make a right? I, I just, well, mm -hmm. A, so I'm just saying, like, <laughs> A, there's, there's the question of, like, at what point do you consider legitimacy? And also, B, um, quite frankly, uh, there are real concerns about President Trump's legitimacy now. He's being investigated. Oh, the Ruskies. By the FBI. Yeah. You know, like, like it's possible that there's actual corruption. He, you know, like, if it wasn't okay for President Obama to pick a, a court justice in the last year of his presidency, well, why should it be okay for Trump? He hasn't been indicted yet. He hasn't been indicted yet. And maybe he won't be. Maybe this will all blow over. But just, it's, it's, I think, if, if we've stumbled along for this long, I think we should wait a bit longer. You want Pence to appoint somebody? No. Nominate? Because if, if, if... No, I don't. Trumpsky's gone. No, I don't. I just... Kova. 
Yeah. Filibuster today, filibuster tomorrow, filibuster forever. <laughs> that is absolutely my stance. The Democrats <laughs> yeah. owe the Republicans nothing in the Supreme Court. Actually, they, they owe them a lot of obstruction and difficulty. Exactly. Yes, yeah. that, that's what I mean. I mean, they should do everything they can to prevent a Trump appointee from getting to the Supreme Court. However, what they will do is absolutely nothing and let him breeze into the court. But what they should do is well, obstruct, 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 well, obstruct. Well, Chuck Schumer's going to filibuster. All he needs is uh, uh, 40 other Democrats to stick with him, and he's got it, and it works. Yeah. So Unless, what's uh, going to happen is he's <laughs> going to breeze into the Supreme Court because, as I mentioned at the top of the hour, Democrats are not principled in that way. Do you know if the Senate can put that hold? You know, the single senator can put a hold on something. Can they do that with a uh, Supreme Court? I'm not sure. Yeah, that do you know what I mean? That, yeah, that one. Yeah, what the Republicans have been using for years to yeah. silently get rid of anything yeah, they don't and like. And you don't have to say who you are either. You, oh. can, you can do it anonymously or behind the... Mm -hmm. It's not... Well, it's an interesting um, thing. I, I agree with you. I think he is going to breeze. I do think he's going to breeze in. What do you think of him as an actual pick for the court? I, th I think he's not as strong a character as you might think, and that um, S Sotomayor and, is it Kagan? Elena Kagan. Elena Kagan. And um, Notorious... Ruth Bader RGB. Ginsburg. Oh, yeah, yes. The notorious RGB. <laughs> that he had a very strong mother, Ruth, uh, Ruth, no, um, in Gorsuch, mm -hmm. Buford Gus Gorsuch. And I think he's actually kind of a minimalist person, and I think they might actually have influence over him. Mm. One interpretation of his... Strong women. Of his mm. ruling history I Good did see was women. that he tends to be a... Um, he tends to have a skepticism of executive power in a way that oh, that's Trump might find um, that's troublesome. That's astonishing that Trump would pick him then. Well, yeah. this is assuming this holds true once he gets, if and when he gets in the top spot. So we'll, I mean, he wouldn't be the first uh, leopard to change his spots in this respect. But I think Sue actually, I think you hit a good point. I think he's a bit of a minimalist. Yeah. I but think he, yeah. I was going to say the good thing, though, about being a Supreme Court justice is that you do not have to dance with those. Once you get in. Them who brung you. That yeah. brung yeah. you. Yeah, there's been a lot of surprises over the years. So, Hard Like Souter, right? Souter was nominated by George H.W. Bush, a Republican. He ended up being a fairly left. Left of center more often mm -hmm. than not. Yeah, was Breyer too one of the ones? Was it, oh, yeah. maybe in Breyer I'm thinking yeah. of that. Yeah, no, Judge so. Souter I think as Suter. well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. one yeah. of those. Was and it. Kennedy's been yeah. a surprise to people at times. And even the the um, Chief Justice when he went along with Obamacare and taxes versus. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. That people was, were furious with him. That was a yeah. real shock. Well, I mean, the idea of Judge Gorsuch is that he's supposed to be, you know, Scalia 2.0, but. Well, if if he is, I think he's. Uh, we absolutely don't want him on the court, but well, we'll see. Yeah, I think he's going to. He certainly through. doesn't have the flair for the dramatic and the wit of Scalia. No, but I think he's tried. <sighs> <laughs> so, do you guys think he's going to get through too, Mike? And I think Stephen. he's going to get through. I I haven't seen the same kind of grassroots passion against him. Maybe because he cuts a less controversial profile they than a lot of. Can't find some nugget to go I, after him. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I think 
I think that he'll go through because in the end, if the Democrats actually do hold a filibuster, then I think uh, the, the Mitch Nuclear. McConnell will just say, you know, he cares more about winning than he cares about the traditions of the Senate. So, oh, and uh, we're running out of time here. So uh, I guess any last words, you guys, before we uh, wrap up for the evening? <laughs> the Russian investigation next week? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's... <laughs> Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Democrats should but won't be the party of opposition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, reminder to, that uh, today the Senate voted to strip Internet privacy protections. Oh, yes, of course. Obama-era pr- Internet privacy protections. It's heading to the House. We'll see what happens to it. But maybe we can uh, follow up on that in weeks to come. That's big. That's really big. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, like it, we should make it easier for big companies to to sell information about you to anybody who wants to. Obvi, isn't that? Isn't that? <laughs> and your schools should markets? be able to sell the kids' names too in their addresses. Yeah, absolutely. And I know a child in Northampton whose address was probably just sold to somebody. And and you know maybe use them as you know, like you know un- uncompensated guinea pigs in drug trials. Why not? <laughs> that so. sounds sort of Republican, Michael. <laughs> Well, I'm going back to my roots. So, <laughs> anyway, that's all tonight for Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, you can, again, listen to this show and catch the previous episodes of our show on civilpoliticsradio.com, our website. Uh, stay tuned now for Subculture with really awesome music for two hours with DJ Wendy. And uh, we'll be back next week to talk more about uh, our hopefully slightly more functional political system uh, next week. Thanks for listening. Good night.